Welcome to Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Guy Soprano. I'm here with our publisher, Pat Jones, and we're getting ready to head to the Golf Industry Show in Orlando. And Pat's going to provide some guidance on some best management practices and some things superintendents and also other people in the business can do to properly maximize their time at a trade show. First off, Pat, what GIS number is this going to be for you? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It's 28-ish or 29-ish. I, I missed a couple along the way, but uh, this is my 30th year in the business, so something like that. I, it's really not a competition. I don't really think they give you brownie points for how many you've been to. With that said, though, you have a lot of experience of going to these things. What's some initial advice you can give to somebody that hasn't been to a lot of these or even has been to a lot of these? What are some things they should first do before getting to, to Orlando? Well, you, I mean, you need to have a plan. You need to, you need to think about what you're trying to accomplish there and not just show up and wander around. And, and I think that oftentimes is the case that people get excited, they get their hotel rooms booked, and they get signed up for some classes, and then they don't really do much beyond that. So that, that's kind of the minimum is you've picked out which seminars you're going to attend and all that. What you do next is what's really important, and that's to sit down and think, okay, what do I need to accomplish? What deliverables do I want to bring back to my club? And what do I want to accomplish for myself in my career? So, you know, you, you can split those into two things. For your club, you're, you're doing research. You're trying to figure out, okay, I, I really need to start looking at a new irrigation system in the next three years. So I want to meet with the engineering people from a couple of the, uh, the uh, irrigation companies. Um, I really am interested in researching uh, some of these autonomous mowing systems. So I, I know they have boosts, but I, I think I would advise anybody that's doing that kind of research to call ahead and say, hey – I want to talk to somebody Wednesday at 2 o'clock in your booth about your new autonomous mower. So take that extra step and actually make an appointment and, and then do the most important thing that you can do, which is to write it down and, and send an email to confirm it or have them send you an email to confirm it because it, it, too often people go to trade shows and they say, you know, oh, I'll just see you on the show floor. And, and frankly, that doesn't work. It, the, the running joke with me and a, and a bunch of my friends that go to way too many of these shows is you, you always run into the guy that you don't really need to talk to about 63 times. And that one person that you're dying to talk to, you never see. So take the extra step, plan it out, make appointments, put them in writing, and, and make sure that, that those appointments are going to help you achieve your goals for the event. So this has happened to me before, and I'm sure it's happened to a lot of the other young people in the business. Let's say you're on the show floor or, one in, the, or in a hallway or outside a conference room, and you run into someone that you want to see, but he or she's talking to somebody else and might be occupied, but you know where the person is at that moment. H how do you handle that situation? You, you, you line up, you queue up and wait politely to, to have that conversation with them if you can. Don't miss that opportunity. And I know you want to be polite and, and all that stuff, but just, <laughs> just kind of put yourself in harm's way and let them, you know, just give them a little wave and let them know that you're interested in talking. What can you tell maybe assistant superintendents or turf students about handling a GIS for the first time? They may not be there to make a product buying decision. They may be there to do something to advance their career, Pat. What what, what guidance can you give the, those people that are going to be in Orlando? Right. Um, don't overdo it. Number one, you know, I, yeah, it's okay to have some fun. But don't stay out till 4 o'clock in the morning with your buddies drinking. You know, I, I think that that's gotten to be 
less of a thing over the years. And quite honestly, those kinds of things tend to get back to employers. They tend to get back to to professors or whatever. And so comport yourself like an adult, right? And don't overdo it. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is get some sleep. You know, it's really exhausting and it's really hard to be functional uh, if you don't get some sleep. And thing number three, and, th- and this will make you crazy, if, if you've got a long day ahead of you, right, and it's one of those 16-hour days where you're starting out with classes and the trade show and everything else, this is a, 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 some advice I got years ago. Change your socks halfway through the day. Go put a fresh pair of socks on. It's like having a new pair of legs, I swear to God. So, so Jonesy says, change your socks. What are your thoughts on shoes, Pat? We've had this conversation here in our office a bunch of times. Uh, you wear the, the black dress shoes around. Your feet can get really sore, and that can drag you down. And What type of footwear are you going to go with? <laughs> well, well, that's kind of a secret. Actually, I do have, I have a plan for my special footwear for Wednesday, and I will tell you it ties to our presentation of the GCI Super Savvy Media, Social Media Awards, and, and one of our winners in particular – who uh, made some interesting footwear choices in the last year. So, so yeah, but, but that footwear will be comfortable because this whole thing of we all have to dress up in suits and we all have to wear black hard-soled shoes is bogus <laughs> enough. You know, your professionalism comes through in, in many, many, many ways, but the fact that you're wearing a tie and uncomfortable shoes is not one of them. I, I think we need to re-examine this and, and let's dress appropriately for our industry, which is a blazer and an open-collared shirt and some, some loafers or or if you do have problems with your feet, wear some tennis shoes. Nobody cares. Nobody's going to think less of you as a human being because you're wearing a pair of Nikes on a day when you're probably going to walk six or seven miles. doesn't matter. That's reassuring for us people that like to run and have to use our feet often, Pat. Uh, you also deal a lot. You, you not only deal with superintendents and assistant superintendents, you deal a lot with people on the sales side. How big is an event like GIS for some of the distributors and vendors and suppliers? And what are some things that they should be on the lookout for when dealing with superintendents? Well, first, go say thanks to these people. They're spending a lot of time, effort, and money to be there to support you. And even if you're not buying their specific products or anything, let them know you appreciate them being there because that money that they invest in that trade show keeps your dues low for GCSA. It keeps the cost of education down. Uh, that trade show pays a lot of the bills in Lawrence, Kansas. So, you know, number one, let them, let them know you appreciate it. So get out there on the trade show floor and, and make yourself known. Now, that said, it's not a selling show. Never has been, never will be because it's in February. Uh, you know, you see a little more sales emphasis at some of the fall shows that are that are leading into early order or, or leading into to budgeting. But GCSA is strictly, excuse me, the GIS. It'll always be the GCSA show to me or the national, uh, as old farts like me like to call it. It, it. It's a networking show. So so and, and I guess that's the most important thing that I want to talk about as you as you come to. Uh, a, a GIS, and we talked earlier about planning and making sure that you get the value for your course and your owner, and you come back and you can deliver that that you that you feel like you can come back and say, "Here's why the three or four thousand dollars we spent uh, to to send a couple of us to the show was really valuable." So you can give them that information. 
but you can also make it really valuable for yourself by planning your networking. So, you know, I think a lot of people, too many people think networking is a dirty word, that's schmoozing or whatever, and that's just, he's just a schmoozer. I proudly wear the badge of schmoozer because it's been the most important thing I've done in my career. It's getting to know people and becoming friends with them and then figuring out, hey, how can we help each other? What can we do together to make things better? My one of my favorite people in the industry, Willie Pennington of BASF, who's been around forever and, and one of the most successful salespeople, but also the most successful human beings in our industry, says, friends first, business later. And I agree with that completely. So so when you go to this show, you have a huge opportunity to create connections. And, and, and wherever you are at in your career, connections can help. So, you know, I always encourage uh, uh, younger people or even superintendents that are looking to go to that next level to think, okay, where do I want to go next? Do I really do I really want to move up? Do I want to go someplace different in the country? Do I want to move into uh, uh, a sales? And, and then the second question is, who can help me get there, right? And, and what advice can I get from people and who should I contact? And everybody knows this is a who you know industry as much as it's a what you know industry. So, you know, this whole thing, of, well, you have to know people at top 100 courses. Great. Awesome. Go meet them. And I tell people this all the time. Why wouldn't you reach out to a Bob Farron or a Matt Schaefer or a John Zimmers or, 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 or anybody at, at that level? Because you know what? They're nice people. <laughs> They're not going to tell you to, 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 to go away. Paul Ashaw Sr. is a guy that will happily sit down and, and offer you advice. So ask them questions. Take advantage of that. You have these what amount to people with PhDs in industry knowledge. Tap into that. So, so reach out to them in advance. And this is something you should do right now. Find their email address. Find somebody who knows them and get their cell phone number. Send them a message saying, you know, dear Mr. So-and-so, I would love to have 15 minutes of your time uh, during GIS just to ask you a few questions and, and to, to see what you can do uh, to, to perhaps uh, help me solve this problem. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Guys looking at me like, I don't know. I don't have an answer. I do it. That, I've, I've had a lot of success right, with that. I, right. I've done that just in my role but as we're, an editor. But we're in a business where, where you get paid to be fearless. You get paid to ask anybody anything. And, and, and I think that's a hard thing, particularly for a young turf head to say, oh, God, am I really going to call Matt Schaefer and has to talk to him? But I guess what I'm saying is don't be fear. Don't. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. These guys won't bite your heads off. In fact, they're going to go out of their way probably to find time to help you. So take advantage of that. And again, same thing I said earlier. Set up that time with them. Confirm it. Send them something, an email or something in writing that confirms it. Put, if, you, if you're an Outlook person like me, make sure that it's on your Outlook calendar. And then show up on time. Don't be late. Uh, have that conversation. Take their 15 minutes. Thank them. Go home and write them a thank you note. Um, there's nothing more powerful than a short handwritten thank you note. Uh, Steve Mona, my old boss at GCSA, who now runs Golf 2020 and the World Golf Foundation, uh, made me very cognizant of the value of these things. Just take five minutes to write a little, dear Mr. Dear Mr. So-and-so, thank you so much for your time at the golf show. It was great. Here's my card. I hope we can keep in touch. And then do that. And one thing I found throughout the course of my, my career, whether it was in the sports writing business or the golf industry, is that some of the people you think are the most inaccessible are actually the most accessible right. because they remember being right. in your situation at one point. 
exactly. in their career. Exactly. We lost Mr. Palmer last year. And people ask me about what I remember most about Mr. Palmer. What I remember the most is that he would look you in the eye and make it eminently clear that he was delighted to be talking with you. And I think there's so many people in our industry that are like that. Um, we don't tolerate jerks very well in this business. So for the most part, the jerks tend to tend to go off and do other things. They're involved and, in college football, I can tell you ah, that from experience. Well played. Um, no, I, I so so take advantage of that. And, and it really is just if you're listening right now, right, and, you, and we're about a week before the conference. So t- take that time right now and think, man, if I can only talk to four or five people in the industry and get their advice and, and figure out what I, what, what I could do as my next thing, that'd be great. Now, who are they? And then reach out to them and find them. There's this thing called Google, and you can generally find people's information. It's just not that hard to do. So we've talked about what somebody should do before the show. We've talked what somebody is supposed to do during the show. And we mentioned a thank you card as a follow-up thing. Pat, what are some other things that should happen maybe you know, five to seven days after the show? I know one strategy that works for me is I'm a copious note taker, and I always review my notes on the, the flight home or when I get back to the office the next day. What are some things that somebody should do after the show to maximize that experience they had at the show? Yeah, I agree 100%. One of the big problems, and I, and I think it's it's not as bad as it used to be, is you get this you know bag of stuff uh, at the show, and, and that plane trip home or an hour at home, going through that, and seeing what really matters, and then writing down action steps. Okay, here's what, I, here's what I'm really going to do as a result of the things I learned. And, and I think then that should drive the thing that, that I, I always recommend to people that you do is you write, a, you write a little memo to your boss and said, here was the value I got on the show. Here's what I learned. Here's why it's valuable. Here's what I intend to do next year, just to make sure you're setting up that budget for the next year. So, you know, just, just demonstrate the value of what you did to your boss. But also don't lose track of all that good information you picked up because it, it, I can't tell you how many times and how many people I know that they've got the big bag of stuff, you know, their easy go bag that they take home full of paperwork and stuff. And it sits in a corner and it sits in a corner and sooner or later they just throw it away. So don't let that happen to you. The sooner you get to it, the better. If I let things linger on my notebook or my tape recorder, it's a lot harder going back to it a month or two afterwards, especially when you don't have those visuals still fresh in your head. Yep, Exactly. On another note, GCI is going to be in Orlando, Pat. We are? We're going to have fun in Orlando. and We, we have some, are? We have some big plans for Orlando. Tell we do? Our, tell our listeners, readers, <laughs> followers how they can connect with us during the show. Well, as usual, you'll see us all flying around the show for pretending like we're busy wearing our pink and purple and, and gray shirts. Uh, but no, uh, we'll, we'll obviously be there for the whole week. We'll be covering... Uh, uh, starting with the weekend, uh, the, some of the, the, the events, the, the tournament, the uh, education, the, the show itself. Uh, I, I think notably for us, our booth is uh, 1301, I believe, 1301. That's not, however, where you'll need to go uh, 3 o'clock on Wednesday to join us for the presentation of the Super Savvy Social Media Awards and Tweet Up 17. That'll be at the Aquatrolls booth. So please join us three, between 3 and 4. I'm really excited about this. I just talked to John Kaminsky last night. He's going to join us to present uh, our, our friend Chris Tridebaugh with the John Kaminsky Award for Social Media Leadership. 
uh, because duh, <laughs> I mean, how could you, how could we not do that? I, I, we would have lost. Uh, we, we we actually did re- consider sort of renaming the Kaminsky Award the Tridebaugh Award for a while, but we thought no, that's not right. We wouldn't do that. So uh, that's going on. We're also encouraging people to drop by the the booth as I mentioned earlier, booth number thirteen oh one, and give us your ideas for articles that you'd like to write or you'd like to see in our Turfheads Takeover edition for our December 17 issue. I hope you enjoyed the December 16 issue. Uh, We sure liked it, and we're looking forward to having an even better one next year with even more people contributing. So think about what you contribute and stop by the booth and let us know. And we may be having some fun with a few other hashtag-driven things, but I don't want to give up any, uh, any secrets before they go viral. And if you're not going to be in Orlando, if you can't make it for whatever reason, follow us at GCI Magazine on Twitter. You can follow me at, at GCI Magazine Guy. You can follow Pat at Pat Jones Tweets. And we're also doing two e-newsletters, which you can subscribe to, and they're going to recap the day's events. Right. You can follow me on Snapchat, too. I, I, I'm on Snapchat. I have an account. I haven't started Do you really? It. Okay. So I, I have an account. It's largely to communicate with my daughters and, and my wife. And God forbid she ever hears this, but but if there was ever a a contest for 50-something Snapchat queens, my wife would win this thing. She rocks at this. So so anyway, you can you do all these fun things with Snapchat, make your face do things, and have uh, birdies flying around your head. So you can do all this stuff. It's completely pointless, but really fun. So at some point along the way, I'll try to send a few snaps and and save them to my story. But that tells you just how ridiculous my life is that I'm a 54-year-old with a Snapchat account. But it's fun. And Pat and I are both on Instagram, too, although I don't know how much Instagramming we're going to be doing because we'll be indoors a lot of the time. But I know when mm. we both get outside, we, we use Instagram I, a lot. I, I continue to maintain that Instagram is primarily for people to post pictures of their turf dogs. And that's awesome. But it doesn't really help you uh, manage your golf course any better. But it's, it is a great place to see great pictures of doggies <laughs> frolicking on golf courses. One place you cannot find us is Pinterest. <laughs> But again, uh, uh, no, come see us. Uh, we, we love the show because we get to hear from you. So come find us. Uh, flag me down. Grab me along the way. Uh, and, and make sure to take a selfie along the way, too. Uh, and again, we'll have some fun with that. Last thing, any, any parting thoughts, anything you want to stress again to the people that are going to be there? Socks. It's all about changing your socks. You heard it here first. You've been listening to the Superintendent Radio Network, the podcast of Golf Course Industry Magazine, a production of GIE Media. I've been your host, Guy Cipriano. You can find all of our podcasts on iTunes or the SRN page of golfcourseindustry.com. Talk to us at srn at gie.net or at GCI Magazine on Twitter. Thanks for listening.